Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. Good morning. It is Tuesday, February 14th. It is six minutes after 11. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So it's being reported that the U.S. has now recovered electronic sensors in search of debris, part of that downed Chinese balloon. And it's also being reported that Chinese satellite has fired green laser beams over Hawaii. That's a new one. And of course, yesterday, China accused the United States of flying spy balloons into their airspace without permission more than 10 times since the start of 22. And the Chinese Ministry of Foreign Affairs said since last year alone, U.S. high-altitude balloons have illegally flown over China's airspace more than 10 times without approval of relevant Chinese authorities. He went on to say it's not uncommon for U.S. balloons to frequently take the opportunity to carry out close-up reconnaissance against China. And there's also something else going on. Oh, yes. A new Pentagon memo just came out and said that the object shot down over Canada was a small metallic balloon that did have a tethered payload below it. You know, it's this is interesting because as I've, I've talked about this a couple of times, I have begun journaling for my child as they prepare to enter the world mm-hmm. and attempt to um, not only give them sort of a daily progress as they prepare to enter the world on their monumental moments, but also kind of set a tone for them of who their mother was, who their father was, who their grandparents were, and the things that were happening in their own, in the, in the world as they prepared to enter. Mm-hmm. And each night as I write, like it's, it, it's really dawning on me how when you are a kid, there's nothing happening in the world other than what's happening in front of you, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like the exponential, is exponential, 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 is that right? Outside. Existential? Existential, perfect, thank you. <laughs> See, I'm a product of the public education system, Casey, and they've clearly let me down. I knew where you are going. But the exponential... Did I say that right? No, existential. Existential, thank you. The outside threat, Casey. Like it's non-existent, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, the, when you're a child, your none world of this is small. Stuff yeah. like that is happening mm-hmm. is a threat to any small kid, right? Unless their parent is telling them about it, right? Right. If you have good parental figures, your world is safe if they exactly. tell you it is. And I am sure that like when my parents were my age Mm -hmm. or, you know, not really because we're not the same age, but as I was preparing to enter the world, like the idea of the Soviet Union Mm -hmm. and nuclear war in the early 1980s was a colossal threat. Mm -hmm. But like as a small child, I didn't run around going, oh my gosh, what if Gorbachev fires a nuke in America, right? So it really is interesting how I have a brand new appreciation for how little you actually knew as a kid, Mm -hmm. but yet as a kid, you actually think you know everything. Oh, that's blissfully unaware. Right, perfect, yes. But it also puts in context, too, as we discuss this stuff every day, Mm -hmm. how we have to keep in context the idea that this is always, these sort of things have always probably been threats. They're just now getting more media attention Mm -hmm. than they ever did before. Yeah. And, well, John Kirby says that we are not returning the favor and flying balloons over China. 
over China. We are not flying surveillance balloons over China. I'm not aware of any other craft that we're flying over uh, into, into Chinese airspace. And even if he was aware, and even if he knew, would he tell us? Would we know? No. No, of course not. Why would and, he tell and, us? And look, there are certain things we talk about a lack of transparency. Mm-hmm. I don't want them to tell us that because that's in our best interest, right? It's in America's best interest, if we actually love and care about this country, to not know that. But also what is in our best interest as Americans is when you catch other countries doing things to us Mm -hmm. to tell us about that. So I don't expect him to tell us the things that we're doing, but I do expect him to tell us the things that other countries are doing, especially when they blatantly do it and it flies across the entire country. Okay, so there's this... uh China top airship scientist who is saying that he was hired to watch the world above. That was his job. He's got corporate records and media reports, all of it, saying that, yeah, this is China's high altitude balloon program. And he's part of these companies that were founded to target Washington and watch what we're doing. As they have, as that balloon floated across the country. Yeah, one thing you mentioned, Kirby, the military, uh, the Biden spokesperson. Mm-hmm. One thing he did confirm, yeah, uh, that these objects, as Biden let it go across the entire country, in the case of the balloon, but these objects, at least the unidentified ones, are also flying over what are likely military sites. The fact that these objects uh, could have and uh, and likely did at some point in their path uh, transit over you know, potential military sites of ours or sensitive sites. Oh, well, that makes me feel real safe. Okay, so a senior defense official said that they are significant in size and that they do have electronics attached to them. And it just came out moments ago from the Pentagon that the one that flew over Canada, yeah, had a tethered payload below it. Now, Casey, there is good news in all of this, though. I'm sure, hopefully. Corinne (laughs) Jean-Pierre, who we know is very articulate. yes. Very on top of everything. Mm-hmm. A total wordsmith, if one ever existed. She did say there yeah. was no indication that it was aliens. I know there have been questions and, and concerns about this, but there is no, again, no indication of aliens or extraterrestrial activity with these recent takedowns. Again, there is no indication of aliens or terrestrial activity with these recent takedowns. Wanted to make sure that the American people knew that, all of you knew that. Uh Uh-huh. I feel not good hearing it from her. We've been going on for a year now about this woman and how she's just gaslighting the country. And now she's saying that. I mean, I want to believe her. I hope she's telling the truth. But it's Corinne Jean-Pierre. Yeah. Inflation is transitory, lady. Yeah. Yeah, um, you should totally No be, more documents, lady. Everything is still on the table as far as I'm uh, concerned in regards to the uh, unidentified flying objects. Uh, okay, Casey, let's take a break. When we come back, I'd like to talk about two things related to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. One, how many people watched. It was an incredible number. Mm-hmm. And two, how much Rihanna got paid. Yeah. Or in this case, didn't get paid. They've kind of... Pulled the curtain back on how the halftime show works. Okay, it's on the way from 93 WIBC. You go chasing rabbits and you know this is an odd choice, Kev. <laughs> what, uh, Why is that? Why just some sort of message you're sending out? Because it's a dark sounding song. Oh. I, I have no message. 
I don't know what the problem is. It's a very just kind of an obscure, odd song to pick. You don't like Jefferson Airplane? Well, welcome to our show. You know, I interviewed <laughs> Paul Cantor. Mm-hmm. That was the that was the Jefferson. They were like nine versions of that, right? Like uh, Airplane, Star, Starship. Airplane, Airplane, yeah. Starship. When I worked for the guy that we both worked for, mm-hmm. who loved you, yeah. and you were the only person he was ever well, really nice can, to, I mean, I one of a handful of people, what can I, uh, say? I didn't have as pleasurable experiences uh-huh. as you did. Uh-huh. Uh, I'll let everybody try to figure out why that was. Um, anyway, when I worked for him, <laughs> we interviewed Paul Cantor. Mm-hmm. That's the guy's name, right? The guitar player. From Starship. Yeah. Or Jefferson Airplane. Yeah. Whatever we're calling him. And he was part of some event we did with the radio station. Mm-hmm. Was it good? No, it was like the most depressing. Oh. We had a thing where we let like celebrities would like pick their favorite songs. Mm -hmm. And he was one. I don't know if he was doing a concert here or whatever. And it was like, he was was like, I wanted to shoot myself in the middle of the forehead (laughs) to get this thing over with with him. It was like, he was so miserable that he had to do this. Like, why are you even doing this? And that is exactly why I played that song. (laughs) I just wanted to ruin your whole week. (laughs) I want to hear that story. I will will never forget. I was like, you know, 20 years old or 21 or whatever it was at the time. I was like, oh, this is cool. You know, this guy's super famous. And you're like. Whoa. Are you okay? Do you need a hug or several of them? <laughs> Do you need help? Um, so, did it change your mind on the band's music? No, because unlike yeah, you Kev, didn't like it anyway. The, the, I think the, it did. Uh, what was the What was the We built this city. Yeah. Was that Was he still there when? I don't know. Now you're gonna look it up. Yeah, I'm gonna look. You it have up. You to go know. on with your trending stories. Gotta do some research. Was okay. Paul Cantor still there when they built this city? <laughs> Did the radio stations like change the words here in Indianapolis? No, is that? Oh, he did not partake in We Built This City. Okay. So the best thing the group did, he wasn't even a part of. You think of. that's the best thing they did? That was probably their biggest hit, wasn't it? Yeah, probably. I mean, yeah. somebody to uh, don't somebody to love. Is that the name of the song? Yeah. That yeah. was another one. That was when they were Jefferson Airplane. Grace Slick, right? That was mm-hmm. when Grace yeah. Slick was there. Yes. Yeah, I think we might have to do a Jefferson Airplane. No, Kev, no. no. Well, stop. <laughs> I no, think we should. No, you don't. You don't. <laughs> hey, let's move on. It's 18 minutes after Is anybody 11. else, can anybody, any other show in the city do what we just did right there? Just that's why we're so popular. <laughs> that's who, why. Who else could rip off a random-ass Paul Cantor discussion <laughs> at 11, 19 in the morning? Who? Boom, I, I yeah. I think we're the only ones in the entire world that did that <laughs> in that moment. Well done, Kevin. <laughs> it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Trending this morning, Chick-fil-A. They have officially debuted a brand new Chick-fil-A sandwich. It won't be available around Indianapolis anytime soon. They're doing it in some test markets to see how it goes. You want to know what this new sandwich is? What? Mm, boy, it's the Chick-fil-A cauliflower sandwich. Tastiest call of the day. This cauliflower cauliflower filet uh-huh. is freshly breaded and cooked in 100% refined peanut oil. Uh, okay. I have a question. That's for the keto people. This is for both of you. Yeah. Okay. So I went up to see our buddy Bill Demery yesterday. Right. Fabulous sponsor on this radio show. Talk mm-hmm. about my vast estate. Yeah. And what to, what uh-huh. some things to do with it. Yeah. How to spend all yeah. your money. Yeah. Um, and uh, he, he, in fact, Bill was like, I can't believe you've accrued this much money making seven cents an hour in radio. He was very impressed. It's because uh, you don't ever buy anything or, you know, go anywhere. Um, but anyway, <laughs> on my way up there to see Bill, I met Micah uh-huh. for lunch and yeah. we went to the Chick-fil-A. Nice. In Carmel. My pleasure. And um, uh, Was there a long line? No, they're very fast on the service. Here's what I found out, though. 
the price for the chicken, they call them chicken nugget mm -hmm. nuggets there. Yeah. Or is that just a McDonald's? They're McNuggets at McDonald's, aren't they? Right. Yeah, the price for the eight piece Nuggies. chicken nugget meal. Polynesian sauce. At the Hamilton County Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Was more expensive, like on the menu board. I'm not talking about like applicable taxes or whatever. On the menu board than the one at the downtown location here. Interesting. So why would that Dynamic be? Dynamic pricing. I didn't know are, are individual Chick-fil-A's allowed to like set their own price? Because typically McDonald's, mm -hmm. it's the same price. No, that can't be. It's not the same price like across the country. No, but like one a McDonald's right next to it's Like if I go to a McDonald's in Carmel mm -hmm. and a McDonald's here, mm -hmm. downtown. They don't have one downtown, but you know what I'm saying. It would be, I've never noticed it being a markedly different price. It was more expensive at the one in Carmel. They do something special. Well, in that's the, what I'm asking you. I don't know if you guys ever seen this before. Sprinkle it with love. Where, I don't where, know if I've ever paid that much attention. I mean, was well, it? Well, you're very rich. I know, so it's no big deal to you. Was it a lot more? I don't know, like like it, considerably more expensive. It was, it was between. Or is it like five cents? Different? No, no, no. It was like it was like uh, somewhere probably uh, fifty cents and a dollar more. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't really pay attention to the prices like that. He's, that he's very wealthy as well. He that, makes producer money. Yeah, that's the thing. What is wrong with now, you people? I will say for someone like you to pay that close attention, mm -hmm. I, I really actually admire your attentiveness. Well, I used to be able to do that because like when I was elected official, I would see who had the food and beverage tax mm -hmm. based on where I would go. So right. I could do it within pennies. So uh, like a 50 cents to a dollar stands out to me because I used to be able to do it mm -hmm. within pennies because I was always inter interested in how much tax was on a was on a food based on where I was. I'm going to pay attention from now on. Also, so, so you guys have not. So you don't even pay attention to that. You both are so rich that it doesn't matter to you. Well, I guess yeah. if you're hungry, you're hungry. You're going to pay what they say. Although <laughs> I do notice that when you know I order the combo meal and I say the number eight, and then they say the pop machine is broken, but still charge me the combo price. I don't appreciate that. Wait, yeah, what? That's. When you order the meal and it's supposed to come with the sandwich and the fries and uh -huh. the beverage, and well, then, can't you just get it at the at the kiosk? Or well, in the drive-through, and oh. then you you know the the screen says the price, and then you get up to the window and they're like, "Sorry, our pop machine's broken," and you don't get the pop. Well, they can't do paid, that, right? And then they've charged you for the combo price. That's theft. Clearly. It sounds like theft. Has someone done that to you? Yes. Let's go talk to them. Recently, I had Taco Bell where you know. You know where I live. Well, and you know, Casey, see, you made you missed an opportunity there because- you I'm know, not fighting anybody in the Taco Bell parking lot. No, 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 no. I'm saying you should have rushed to to get home, headed, headed to your local townie Facebook chatterboard, <laughs> and then posted how the Taco Bell had mm -hmm. aggrieved you there because, well, we don't talk about anything that matters on the townie chatterboards like the government, but if a fast food place did you dirty- And what's that going to do? Is that just to make me feel better? Well, they- they didn't give you what you ordered. Correct. But what, and you're a local what is celebrity. That, you don't have to take that. What is that going to do? There are it's tons not, of uh, problem solvers in the town. It's not going to fix the pop machine. It's not going to give me my money back. Casey, you've worked with me for almost a year now. You should know very clearly- <laughs> I need to complain more. <laughs> you don't have to have a, a solution in order to be a complainer. Okay. All right. Let's, uh, let's talk about Nikki Haley. She has- oh. Oh, my goodness. She, the former U.S. ambassador and uh, South Carolina governor, has confirmed that she is running for the White House. Joe Biden's record is abysmal, but that shouldn't come as a surprise. The Washington establishment has failed us over and over and over again. It's time for a new generation of leadership. Mm -hmm. 
to rediscover fiscal responsibility. Stop it, Kev. Secure Just our border and okay. strengthen our... So officially, you've got Donald Trump, you've got Nikki Haley. How did you do that? How did I do what? Well, no, why? Why did you do that? Because it's important, because this is a... You knew how that was going to make me feel. And you walked in here to this segment and said, "What's what can I do? <laughs> Every segment I do, I think... How would this positively impact Casey? I'm sure that's how you and filter Kev. everything. And you just rip out there. You've got the trending stories. There's nine billion things trending, mm-hmm. and you chose Nikki Haley. Well, Why? it's important because she just announced that she's running for president, and she I, has as much chance of winning as I do. And I'm not running. But there's uh, we have to consider it. So now we've got Donald Trump. We've got Nikki Haley. Uh, there is speculation that Ron DeSantis could announce soon because he's getting his political operative team together. Oh, yes. How do I get a job on that? You know what? I, that would be great. I would be a great political operative, Casey. Because mm-hmm. yeah. I'm not afraid to burn somebody to the ground. <laughs> get in touch with his people. But like you say, I would miss you too much here. We would need you here. Yeah. Uh, finally trending, Jared from Subway. You remember this guy, right? He was the Subway pitch man. And then in 2015, he was charged criminally with a lot of horrific crimes which have resulted in his incarceration well there is a show coming out it's called jared from subway catching a monster and it will be on discovery plus in the id channel on march 6th at nine o'clock you can uh when is it march 6th Coming up, two weeks, you can watch the Jared Fogel story. That guy tried to steal my uh, cell phone once. Oh, you met him? He was doing the tour of the radio stations, you know, when he was still working for Subway. Uh Sure. And he was pitching about, eat Subway, lose weight like I did. Right. And he came into the studio and I had my cell phone. It was a, a... Blackberry, I believe at the time, uh, sitting on the counter and he grabbed it and I said, hey, that's my phone. And he was like, no, no, it's mine. And I said, no, no, that's mine. And then his, his wingman was trying to argue with me too. And I said, no, look at it. And the wingman was like, oh yeah. Like, I think he was totally trying to boost my phone. Did you, uh, did you get a creep vibe from him? Yeah. When he tried to steal my stuff for sure. You're yeah. going to watch the show, aren't you? Oh, yeah. I'm totally enthralled by this. Yeah. See, he's from Indianapolis, isn't he? Oh, wait, I think it was Bloomington. Wasn't Bloomington what? where he visited the subway every day? Mm. Wasn't I, that right? I think he went there for school. Yeah, I think, I that's, think where, originally... that's where he lost the weight is. He went to the Bloomington yeah. subway. Okay, well, this is a three-part docu-series, oh, which will uh, detail the rise and fall. Well, what channel is it on? Discovery Plus and ID. Okay, I don't get that, but my dad does, so I'll be fine. (laughs) Well, that's a good thing he's right next door. Okay, we're going to talk about the Super Bowl and the halftime show. The numbers are out, how many people watched, and how much Rihanna made or didn't make. And that is on the way from 93 WIBC. It is 11.33. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So what'd you do on Sunday? You probably watched the Super Bowl like a whopping 113 million people did. That's an incredible number. 113 million people. Okay, so... That's a, that's a third of the country. Mm-hmm. It was the largest in six years. That's a third of the country, Casey. Yeah. A third of the country was watching... A single event. Right. And that's why I kept expecting the mothership to come 
at that point because while the balloons and the UFOs are all over the skies, I thought oh, everyone's distracted by the Super Bowl. Isn't this when it's happening? And when you factor in the amount of people who are not watching television, mm-hmm. I mean, it's got to be half of the half of the people, over half of the people who are actually had their TVs on were watching this one event. Because we're talking about when you talk 113 million people, you're talking a third of the entire populace of the country collectively. Mm-hmm. Obviously, people are working or whatever. They're not watching television. So when you factor that in, it's going to be well over 50%. I mean, probably somewhere near 75% of all televisions that were on were on that thing. Okay, so that's uh, that's got to be putts, persons using televisions. I'm curious as to how many TVs were on, but people weren't really watching. They were socializing. They were standing around the island in the kitchen talking, but the game was on in the background. Uh, so the halftime show brought in even more people which I think is interesting. Okay, so 113 million people watched the game and 118 million watched the halftime show. Which does go back to the conversation we had yesterday about the halftime show in which we said, if you're an older person, Mm -hmm. like 60 and up, Mm -hmm. the NFL, the National Football League, the television network airing it, the sponsor of it Mm -hmm. has completely written you off. Right. They are trying to attract people who have no interest in football to this broadcast. And they are targeting very clearly a younger demo with active spending patterns and high levels of disposable income. Yeah. Well, a lot of people were saying, hey, there was a Rihanna concert on TV right. sandwiched by this football game. Well, you saw this. What was the the uh, blinding lights guy? Mm-hmm. And then was it last year? It was Eminem and Dr. Dre. and Snoop Dogg. And- which now that would tend to probably be for people more my age, the 40, you know, the 30 to 45 crowd or whatever. Mm-hmm. But the reality is. They are, the NFL is saying, look, if you're an older person, we bank on you watching anyway, and we don't care if you watch the halftime show because we're going to pull in a bunch of people who otherwise would not watch football. Yeah. I mean, it is, it is basically they are creating a universal event that just happens to have a sports component to it. Right. So Rihanna put in the work, 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 right? But did she get paid? No. Yeah. And that may surprise many people. So, of course, the halftime show has had people from Beyonce to the Rolling Stones and Prince and Bruce Springsteen and everybody, right? They don't get paid to do it. They receive an appearance fee, which is union scale, and it's a minimum wage guarantee by a union contract. So they'll pay for the production and the performance, all the performers, the people in the little white outfits that were running around Rihanna. But she doesn't get this huge paycheck for being there. Yeah, so People Magazine had a piece about this, and... They said the the previous halftime show, they believed the one with Eminem and Dr. Dre, there was about $7 million in cost Mm -hmm. associated with producing that halftime show. Probably more or less based on the artist, what they require, aerial components, et cetera. And so I guess as an artist, the argument is because they actually interviewed for this piece John Landau, who is Bruce Springsteen's manager, mm-hmm. who talked about in 2009. Now, obviously, it's, I'm sure with cost, et cetera, it's markedly more expensive. But he was talking about basically what goes into this. And they are upfront with you right away. There is no money mm-hmm. for your client, right? Yep. You are doing this because you want something. 
usually exposure right. out of it. Now, in the case of Rihanna, she has a clothing line, right? Or a makeup line. It's or a both. makeup line. And she actually, if if you saw it, she got out a compact during her performance. It's Fenty Beauty brand. And she kind of patted her nose with the compact. And during the halftime show, she launched a new lipstick. So the so the argument is a gajillion people are going to see you do whatever. Mm-hmm. So in the case of like Springsteen, of the four songs he played, one of them was a new song that to an average person would have been obscure. It was called Working on a Dream, which is the album he had just put out at the time. So he weaves that into the set because Springsteen doesn't have a clothing line or makeup or anything like that. So the artist, I'm sure, is thinking about, okay, what do I want to monetize mm-hmm. While I'm in front of all these people. So if you're Rihanna, it's makeup. Mm-hmm. If it was 2009, Bruce Springsteen, it's I have this new album out that I yep. want to promote. And I guess from this article in People Magazine, the National Football League and the people who put on the halftime show are fairly lenient in terms of whatever you want to do since they aren't paying you. Right. We're not going to pay you. If you want to promote your beauty line, your makeup line, go for it. Well, not only that, but like you mentioned, they can gain exposure to new people. Maybe somebody who's never heard of Rihanna, like this 60 plus crowd that you mentioned, maybe they liked her music and now they're going to go seek her out and download her music. Well, that's good for her. Many times they're promoting an upcoming tour. Like this is the launch of my tour. It's not the case with Rihanna, Uh, but they can also gain social media followers as well. So a lot of ways that you can monetize that without actually getting a physical paycheck that day. What do you think the earn, and this you, you spent years in management of radio, so you will understand this. What do you think the earned media, now for those of you who don't know, earned media is when you get media by your existence that you don't have to pay for. Mm-hmm. So like in politics, you will hear this a lot. Like in 2016, Donald Trump, got literally billions of dollars in earned media by being on Sean Hannity Mm -hmm. or, you know, the popular radio show in your city when he was campaigning in your state. Billions of dollars. What do you think the earned media value is of the halftime show? Oh, my goodness. It's it's through the roof. I mean, the all day yesterday. That's all anybody was talking about was Rihanna and the halftime show, whether you liked it, whether you didn't like it. Is she pregnant? This Fenty Beauty brand. And still even today, we're talking about it. So the earned, would you say, it would be safe to say the earned media value of 118 million people watching you. You can't buy that. Plus, as you talked about, people all day Mm -hmm. on the, in the podcast and Mm -hmm. the radio and the Mm -hmm. TV and Mm -hmm. the online publications. Would it be safe to say the we would not be over exaggerating by saying there is probably at least a three billion with a B dollar earned media value performing the halftime show? Oh yeah, definitely. I think so. Plus it's prestige. Yeah. She can say, I played at the halftime yeah, show. Exactly. Yeah. And, and that's uh, why they do it. That's a, a bragging right. And that's why the show is so great. We break down the complex and make it simple for you. It's 1141. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Let's talk about Pete Buttigieg. Oh, he's been in the news a lot. So he's been plagued by <sighs> lots of crises from supply chain issues to the commercial airline delays. He's been criticized for his handling or rather not handling because he's just been MIA for half of it. And here it was the other day. Uh, was this yesterday? He was talking about all of his failures. He didn't call them failures, but he was laughing about it and thinks it's funny. 
It's had its challenges. Right. Uh, I mean, if you look at what the American transportation systems have faced in the last two or three years, partly because of the pandemic, we've faced issues from container shipping to airline cancellations. Mm -hmm. Now we got balloons. That's right. Um, <laughs> he forgot to mention the rail system failure in Ohio. Well, it's something we talk about quite a bit on this show, Casey, which is politicians do the things they do because they don't feel the pain. Think about here in Indiana, when the state lawmakers in 2020 came back for org day, so this would be November of 2020, what was the first thing they did? They exempted themselves from the mask mandate. Mm. So you got to wear a mask at your job mm -hmm. and you got to maybe take a COVID test. Maybe like here, you got to pay for it out of your own pocket if you have a vehement disagreement with um, vaccines. Say lawmakers, didn't have to do that. Lawmakers, to steal a phrase from Bill Clinton or spin off of a phrase from Bill Clinton, don't almost ever feel your pain. And that's why they behave and they govern in the way they do because they can exempt and extract themselves from what impacts ordinary Americans. So is he a prime example of failing up? I mean, the, the gig that he has now, he's a cabinet. He was the mayor of South Bend and fell into a cabinet position and by all accounts has failed miserably while he's doing it. Pete Buttigieg, as we talked about, a, about this a lot today, is the poster child for the damage diversity, equity, mm. and inclusion can cause. And what I mean by that, and this is why we talk a lot about it, Pete Buttigieg is where he is because he's gay. There is. Casey, you lived in South Bend. Mm -hmm. Is there anything in South Bend <laughs> that Pete Buttigieg did as the mayor that you would say, he, that super qualified him, mm -hmm. and he showed a profound expertise in transportation? Oh, he installed a million-dollar light installation uh, in one of the parks downtown. It wasn't to deter crime. It was strictly ornamental. I went to South Bend. I've been to South Bend one time as an adult. I think I told this story before. I went when Pete Buttigieg announced he was running for president. I said, I'm super curious to see this South Bend miracle <laughs> that I that people just gawk over this guy. Mm -hmm. And I, I told you, I mean, I was greeted by the entrance to South Bend. If you go down 31 at the time, it was like used car lots, mm -hmm. blood bank, mm -hmm. check into cash, right. liquor stores, right. firework store, holes in the road. Yeah. Not that there's anything wrong with those businesses. They're all legal, law-abiding businesses. Probably not the entrance, the gateway, though, that you want to a family-friendly, thriving community, right? There's nothing Pete Buttigieg has done as an elected official that would have said, you are super qualified to be a cabinet-level person, much as a person in charge of transportation. He was there for two reasons. He's gay, and the Democrats are the party of diversity, equity, inclusion, identity, mm -hmm. politics. Mm -hmm. And he got out of the race and cut a deal with Joe Biden yeah. to endorse Joe Biden while he was still arguably the front runner or amongst the front runners for the presidential nomination. Okay, so you mentioned diversity, equity, inclusion. He was telling a crowd yesterday how white construction workers are taking jobs from communities of color to work with your contractors, uh, to work with your community colleges on building a workforce that reflects the community. 
We have heard way too many stories from generations past of infrastructure where you got a, a neighborhood, often a neighborhood of color, that finally sees the project come to them, but everyone in the hard hats on that project looking like, uh, uh, you know, doing, doing the good paying jobs, don't look like they came from anywhere near the neighborhood. Right. You can build community wealth that will help close wealth gaps in this country if we can tear down those barriers. But that happens at the delivery level. Uh, okay, so again, he failed to mention the train carrying that vinyl chloride that blew up in Ohio. He also hasn't mentioned, which is weird to me, because he lives in Traverse City, Michigan, uh-huh. right on Lake Michigan, which is right where they closed the airspace. And he works with the FAA as the transportation secretary. Uh-huh. And this happened in his literal backyard. Again, and this is why we talk about the danger of the public education system jamming diversity, equity, and inclusion down the community's throat and little kids' throats. And then we talk about the dangers of places like Brownsburg, where they go against community opposition and it fails. And then they admit it. They have to admit it fails. And then they tell people it's not coming back. And then they bring it back under another name because right. they're hoping you don't notice it. And this is the danger of it and why we keep talking about it. Pete Buttigieg is the poster child of diversity, equity, inclusion. He is there for that one reason, right? Mm-hmm. And look at the failures, failure after failure after failure after failure in the department that he oversees because he is not qualified to be in that position. And this is what the Democrats do. They are the party of identity politics, and they must continue to divide us amongst each other based on the things that make us different. Because as long as you are focused on that and believing that you need the government to be some moral arbiter of that because society can't do it on its own, which is complete bullcrap, then you won't focus on the colossal failures that the diversity, equity, inclusion that they have proposed and live by has caused. And I'd like to take this opportunity to remind you that while your holiday plans this past winter were scuttled because of delays and airline problems, uh, Pete Buttigieg has managed to use government private planes on at least 18 different occasions since taking office. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Kev, question. What do you do on August 9th? Um, I don't think I have any plans as of right now. Well, I'm really excited because a couple segments ago, you and Casey let me know you have so much disposable income that you don't even notice the price of food at the <laughs> restaurants anymore. Right, yeah. And What's so, August 9th? Well, I was wondering if you uh, would like to buy me a ticket with some of that extra disposable <laughs> income that you have. Uh, there have been new uh, Springsteen shows added August 9th to Chicago. Ooh. I'm thinking this could be a stadium show of some mm-hmm. sort. Details to come. At that Wrigley, could, that do could you think be, it'll be at Wrigley? could be a Wrigleyville. And, uh, you know, I know you'd just love to go to Chicago with me. Mm-hmm. Because doesn't your bro, doesn't your bro live up there? Yeah, he, he lives up there. Yeah. His real bro, his brother, is <laughs> in fact his blood brother. I just thought that'd be perfect for us to do together. Yeah, you guys yeah. should totally do that. Road if, trip. If my brother finds out that I'm going to Chicago and he asks me if I can hang out, I'll just tell him, like, actually, I'm, I'm hanging out with my other bro. I mean, we can, cash, we can crash at his place, like, afterwards <laughs> yeah, or something. Yeah, I was going to say, why don't you just 
couch surfing. You know, here's yeah. the here's the thing. Because, you know, Kendall's not paying for a hotel. Room. Yeah, no, 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 no. To no, be no. fair, though, a whole weekend with Rob. I'm not proposing all weekend. We can do. <laughs> I mean, that seems like a little much, don't you think? We can do this in one day, Kev. I mean, here's here's how it rolls. Okay, so we get up early, we roll out there. We start pre-gaming, especially if it is at indeed at Wrigley Field. Even if it's yeah. United Center, we don't mm-hmm. have to hang out around United Center. Mm-hmm. We pound some brews with your your biological bro. Show lead up. We go in. We pound some brews at the at the concert. Mm-hmm. Then we meet up with your bro, your biological bro again after the concert. We pound some more brews. We go crash at his place. We come home the next morning. That would, that would be really cool, actually. You, so you're, you ever... you're talking like 36 hours, yeah, tops. And yeah, we'll be, I can and, handle and Kevin that. And Kevin, we totally wasted the whole time. So we won't even. Right. Yeah, I won't even remember any of it. Yeah. So that's cool. Uh, <laughs> have you been to a Wrigleyville concert before? I've not been to a. Con- I've been to Wrigley Field to see right. baseball games yeah, many times, same. but never a concert. No, I don't know for sure. This could be United Center, but I'm guessing usually his summer mm-hmm. additions involve um, like stadiums. Yeah. So I'm hoping that that's what this is. But, would you want to yeah. be on the field, or would you want to have like bleacher seats for that? Casey, I got to be down there in the front row. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, it's so- going to cost a lot, Kevin. No, yeah, no, I got, a, I got, I got a guy. <laughs> I told you, Casey, I got a guy. I'm uh-huh. going to have to ask my guy if he can take care of us. Right. Okay. Um, yeah. Let's let's make that happen then. And I'm hoping my other hope here with this, Casey, is. That this will be, he's been on tour for nine months by then, so this dynamic pricing thing mm-hmm. where people are paying exorbitant we'll money will be done. Uh-huh. They'll practically be giving us the tickets right. to go. Right. And so it'll be just relatively they need to affordable. to fill the seats. You're like the person at the Oscars or the Grammys. Who <laughs> just Kramer! Yeah, just sit in the seat while the real star <laughs> is in the bathroom. That's what they'll do for you, okay? Kev's brother's going to be like, Who's that psycho that you went to the concert with? Who's this old guy you brought with you? (laughs) Hey, happy Valentine's Day. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Kevin. Good job today. And thank you for listening. And we're going to count on you to be back here tomorrow. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.